Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you keep growing. Hey, welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate, your host. I'm also the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thanks for sharing some of your day with me. This week has been about the power of planning and how to use it to enrich your life and help you make sure you're doing the things you care about. But does that mean you should always have a plan? In a word, no. This is a tip that will really speak to folks who resist planning, but its greatest potential payoff is probably for those people who feel like they need to be productive and making the most of every minute. John Lennon said, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. My tip today is for you to incorporate some time where you have no plans. In other words, planning for no plans, which just means you're giving yourself some space for life to unfold without totally derailing what you had planned. You can, of course, plan for no plans for yourself, but it also works great in relationships and for families. So a few years ago, I was coaching a woman who's a professional organizer and, as you might imagine, is a super duper planner extraordinaire. Her husband, on the other hand, was on the other end of the planning spectrum. He loved doing things on a whim and having unstructured time. And it was becoming a point of contention in their relationship. She wanted to make sure they were making the most of their weekends. He wanted some downtime. I actually did a session with both of them. And we came up with a compromise, which was that they would have an afternoon or a morning every weekend where they would put a bubble around it and have no plans. And it really worked so well for them because he felt heard like before. I think, you know, as an organizer, she may have been thinking like, dude, can you just roll with the planning? Like maybe it'll do you some good. <laughs> And so for her to say, okay, let's plan for no plans, he felt heard. He felt that his wants and likes were being respected. And she, who liked to have things pretty mapped out, also felt comfortable in kind of coming over to the other side <laughs> because there were parameters around it. I wrote a blog post 10 years ago about a day that I planned for no plans. It was when the kids were four and two and my mom was moving to town and we had a vacation coming up and I had a lot of paying work that I had to turn in. So the Sunday before that big week started, I put a big X through the calendar. I'll share what happened on that day 10 years ago that I had actually completely forgotten about until I was researching this episode right after this break. Welcome back. 
So in this blog post that I wrote 10 years ago that I rediscovered today as I was researching this episode where I discussed the benefits of planning for no plans, these are the wonderful things that happened even though I didn't do anything to bring them about beforehand. We spent a lot of time snuggling on the couch with the kids. I played restaurant in the backyard with my daughter. And then once I was in the backyard, I decided to futz around in the garden. Somehow, our weekly laundry project got finished in record time, probably because I wasn't trying to pack it in around all the other things that I had planned that day. Everybody took a nap that day. That was very unusual, even for that time in our kids' young lives. We watched Chicken Run and ordered an Indian food for dinner, and everybody got to bed at a decent hour. So as you can see, planning for no plans isn't really about quote-unquote doing nothing, Although if that's what calls to you, go for it. And it doesn't mean that you can't make a plan or go out and do something if an opportunity comes up during your no plan times. It just means that you're drawing this line around a certain time of week and holding it open for whatever you need that week, whether that's rest or spontaneity. After all, everybody needs downtime. Planning for no plans creates some space for downtime and it puts some parameters around it. If you feel like you should be productive all the time, it actually helps you take that downtime. If some part of you is thinking, but wouldn't planning for no plans be a waste of time? Or if you might be worrying about being perceived as lazy or non-productive because you're spending some of your precious free time with no plans, here's a quote from another book that I recommend. It's called Laziness Does Not Exist, and it's by Dr. Devin Price. Here is a quote from that book, Laziness Does Not Exist. The thing that we call laziness is often actually a powerful self-preservation instinct. When we feel unmotivated, directionless, or quote-unquote lazy, it's because our bodies and minds are screaming for some peace and quiet. When we learn to listen to those persistent feelings of tiredness and to honor them, we can finally begin to heal. That sounds pretty good, right? Planning for no plans gives you dedicated space for laziness, which might sound like a dirty word, but it's just a completely natural desire to rest. Ultimately, carving out time for no plans is about having the energy and the clarity for the things that matter the most to you, whether that's activism, nurturing relationships, building your business, what have you. It helps you remember that you're a human being, not a human doing. And being in touch with that humanity will help you value the important over the merely urgent. I've got one more quote to leave you with, which is from the book, How to Do Nothing by Jenny O'Dell. She writes, having recourse to periods of and spaces for quote unquote doing nothing is of utmost importance because without them, we have no way to think, reflect, heal, and sustain ourselves individually or collectively. There is a kind of nothing that's necessary for, at the end of the day, doing something. Your tiny assignment is to think about a good time during the week when you can plan for no plans. Extra points for making this a phone-free time, because nothing will suck up a few found hours like farting around on your phone. And the fact that you won't be distracted during your no plan time will actually up your enjoyment of it. Good luck and have fun experimenting. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. 
Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley, don't forget the W, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 